Welcome to the podcast, loves. If you're new here, I'm Amy Hageman, and I'm so excited for today. I've been nursing some allergies. I've got an upset cat, so who knows how this episode is going to go, but it is a big episode. So I will refresh you all and say I took August off of social media, and at the end of August, right before I was going to get on social media with intention and consistency, I went through a dark night of the soul. In my dark night of the soul, I realized that I really needed to work on allowing myself to embody anger and how much I was actually not showing up the way that I would like to because I was skipping over the step of welcoming the emotion of anger. So that led me to create a bunch of reels on social media about emotional intelligence and just the different categories of of emotion and how they serve us. So that's gone really well. People really seem to like it. So I decided we're going to do, you know, two or three podcast episodes about emotion. Today, I'm going to give you a very wide (laughs) overview of the spiritual purpose of emotions. What are they for and how do they work? So I'm going to, before we get to the emotions, let me back up a little bit and give you kind of the whole person context. If you have, if you're familiar at all with the phrase thoughts become things, or you've seen the movie Secret, you're probably aware of the idea of manifestation and how our thoughts and our mindset can create the experience that we want in the world. But it's actually thoughts plus emotion. We have at least 60,000 thoughts per day, 60,000. Some of those thoughts we form into beliefs, or they are repeated thoughts of beliefs that we have formed previously. And our beliefs are what help us create our feelings. Feelings can be interchangeably used for emotions, but feelings is the actual experience, the vibrational experience that we have in our body. That's our feeling. So we create our beliefs our beliefs and our feelings combine to create our own personal energetic field, the vibration around us and in us. Those energetic fields are responsible for our alignment with the universe. The energetic field is what allows or disallows for the process of manifestation. So emotions have two pretty big purposes in our life. They set the frequency of our energetic field, which is how we attract and co-create manifestations. So the thoughts only create if the thoughts turn into beliefs and they create the harmonizing energy, which comes from emotion. So if you're thinking, 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 but the feeling in your body does not catch up, then your energetic field is not actually in alignment with manifestation. That is why how you feel your emotions are really important to manifestation. It's a really big purpose to have emotions to help us get into alignment with what it is that we want in the world. But here's the other really big purpose of emotion. They give us information. They are temporary experiences, feelings in our body, that tell us how much our experience is or is not in alignment with our energetic field. So they're giving us feedback about our life. 
not not all emotions will need to be processed and analyzed and oh i must be feeling angry because i'm out of alignment with my highest self so no we have so many emotions and much of the time we don't need to analyze them like oh i'm feeling sad let me release it and move on so not all emotions will need to be processed but all emotions are feedback they are our guidance system and the feedback this is really important the feedback of emotions is not necessarily about the situation or circumstance itself it is about our response to a situation or circumstance so let's say someone cut you off in traffic you might get angry that anger is about you on a different day someone cutting you off might make you feel curious like huh i wonder what's up with that person or if that's just how they drive Again, the curiosity is about you. Those feelings that you're having, they are about you and your energetic field. They're not about the driver cutting you off. Just because you are feeling something, whether positive, negative, or anywhere in between, just because you're feeling a certain way, that is not indicative about the meaning or purpose of the situation. Let me say it differently. Just because you're feeling bad let's say you feel upset or panicked, that does not mean that you necessarily have a reason to be upset or panicked. Okay, I want to be really clear here because many of us, as soon as we feel something uncomfortable in our bodies, we take that as a sign that something is wrong. Or if we feel really positive emotion, then we assume everything is lining up for us and everything's going to be sunshine and daisies. Okay, this is This is the human experience of confusing emotion with intuition. And that's a whole other deep dive we could do in another podcast episode. But what I want you to understand is that emotions are not teaching you about a situation or circumstance. They are teaching you about you and how you are relating to a situation or circumstance. The information that emotions give us is about our belief system. And remember, emotions combine with our beliefs, which are the thoughts that we choose to repeat in our minds. The emotions combine with our beliefs to create our energy field. So our emotional response is about how our energy field is being affected by outer circumstance. The emotional response you're having is showing you how your belief system and how your emotional body are responding to a situation. The response that you're having, so with the car, maybe anger, maybe curiosity, you can choose to observe it or not. You can change your processing around it or not. It is just information and you get to choose how you want to handle the information. Do you want to gather the information? Do you want to ignore the information? Do you want to process it? That's, that's all up to you. But your emotional life is information for you. Most of the time, the extent of my emotional processing is just observation and taking breaths and then releasing. So here are some examples using the car cutting me off in traffic. If my response is, Wow, I'm really angry that that car cut me off today. I must be more tired or stressed than normal. Or I must be feeling um, like my emotional bucket is not full. 
or I must be feeling like I don't have control over things. But I observe, wow, I'm really angry today. I must be something. And I decide what that means for me. Let's say my response is, dang, I wonder what is going on with that car. Maybe they're from another country and that's just how they drive. Oh, look at that. I'm not mad today. All right, go me. Let me take a deep breath and smile. I bet I can manifest ease and grace today. And then I would literally smile. I know it sounds silly to congratulate myself on not being mad, but it's valuable information. The car cut me off and I observed that I wasn't mad, that I was curious. So that is telling me that my energetic field is in a good, healthy place. It's prepared to interact with outer circumstances. By acknowledging that my energetic field is in a good place and then taking myself up even higher on the emotional scale by smiling and inviting in those happy hormones, I'm preparing myself to get into even greater alignment with my highest self, into even greater alignment with whatever it is that I'm wanting to manifest. Okay, so I'm just going to... step back before we move on. Emotions have two big purposes. They help us manifest. They help us set the vibrational field that is us, that we live in, that is our field. And they give us information about our vibrational field. Okay. I'm going to give you four more critical things to know about emotion. So we went over the two purposes and now here are four other things you need to know. Number one, we create emotional patterns based on our belief system. Okay, and I'm going to pause here. A pattern is just a habit. So sometimes when I talk about emotional patterns, I think people feel like it's this big, hardwired, you know, stuck etched in stone pattern. But no, it's just a habit. It's a habit that we have within our bodies of how we respond to things. We can change them. Okay. All right. So we have a belief, something happens, which triggers an emotion, we may or may not welcome that emotion, which triggers a thought, which then creates another emotion. That's what an emotional pattern is. We have a belief something happens, we feel something about the happening, then we have another thought, which then causes another feeling. Our emotional patterns in and of themselves, they're neutral. Patterns are not a bad thing. They're not a good thing. It depends on whether or not they're serving you. They can be very beneficial. Like my pattern of going from curiosity to happiness, like that's a beneficial pattern that I have is I get curious and then I get proud of myself for being curious rather than mad or judgmental or whatever. And then that moves me up the scale into happiness. That's a beneficial pattern. Emotional patterns can also be detrimental. So I just shared last week, I have a pattern of suppressing anger. My body will start to feel the anger and then it panics and it suppresses the anger and it either jumps up the emotional scale to compassion or it slides right down the emotional scale scale down to guilt. So this emotional pattern of mine of suppressing anger, this is a negative pattern. It's one that I'm actively working on. Along the way, I think probably when I was age two or three, like we all develop these very deep subconscious beliefs about emotion. And I have a belief that it's not safe for me to feel anger and that it's not safe for others for me to feel anger. 
like I think somewhere in my subconscious, I really think that if I get angry, I will kill someone or or really badly injure someone, which has never happened. But it, when I start to feel anger, it feels very dangerous in my body. Most of the time, I have to really intentionally have somebody there processing it with me in order for me to feel safe. It's like it feels bigger than my body, like it's just going to take over and I don't trust it. So I'm I'm working on this pattern because all emotions have their purpose and and well that's actually point number 2. And don't I'm going to come back to me and my anger stuff, so just sit tight cuz it it's a really helpful example. But number 2, second thing you need to know about emotions. Not feeling our feelings causes clutter in our body and in our energetic field. So some people think subconsciously, or maybe they believe or have been told that we should not welcome the feelings of sadness or anger, that we're supposed to feel good all the time. That if we were really connected to God, then we would always be happy. Um, But that's, well, that's BS. (laughs) Emotions are temporary. They are experiences that we have in our body. It's a physiological, biological experience that we have because we're human. Okay, we're going to have them, all of them. If we welcome them and we learn from them, then they can be released or integrated into our energetic field. And our energetic field can then stay focused on our soul's intention. It's very clarifying for us as we release the emotions as they come up. And it's clarifying for our energetic field. The clutter of emotions that have been suppressed it stays in our bodies by avoiding some of the feelings that are trying to arise within us. We end up, we end up suppressing that energy. So then we have, we literally have vibrational energy floating around in our body, trying to figure out where the heck it belongs. It came up so that we would feel it and release it. And when we don't do that, it's got to figure out where that energy goes and it goes other places. So by suppressing our emotion, whether intentionally or not, by suppressing our emotion, we are taxing our bodies. I mean, we are asking a lot of our bodies. So in my case, coming back to the anger, in my case with the anger, the compassion and guilt that I might feel instead of anger are actually tainted by the energetic vibration of anger that's still floating around in my body. So I might be choosing to feel compassion because I know that's what I, quote, should be feeling. But as long as I've got the emotion of anger suppressed, some of my emotional body is being distracted with the anger. So it's not 100% compassion because I didn't release the anger. It's just suppressed. It's just in hiding. So it's not true, complete, authentic compassion 100%. It's compassion layered with anger which in its worst form can end up being condescension if I'm not careful. In my mind, it can be like, oh, you're going through a hard time because you're such an idiot. Like that type of feeling. If you don't let go of the anger and you're trying to jump to compassion too quick, it can distort itself from true compassion. And like, it sounds kind of funny. That's sort of like, oh, you poor thing. You're just dumb. You know, like that sounds kind of funny. But that is not who I want to be in the world. That's not how I want to see people. 
that is, that's my body not having a handle on anger. That's my ego. So when I suppress that anger, even though I'm trying to be my highest self and step into compassion, because I haven't honored what my human body needs to experience, it comes out distorted. We've got to handle our own emotions first. It is so important. All right, now let's look at the flip side. The other thing that happens for me as a pattern when I suppress anger is I go down in vibration to guilt. And anger warps guilt just as much as it warps compassion. So rather than just being angry at the situation or angry that it's out of alignment with my energetic field, I might decide or out of habit feel guilty instead. Like it's my fault that it's out of alignment or I could have done something to prevent it from happening. Um, I choose to like take it on and feel guilty about it. Then the anger I suppressed is still there. It's just waiting for me to release it. It's bumping around trying to find where it's supposed to go until I'm ready to get it out of my body. But since I don't release it, it layers onto that guilt. So not only am I feeling guilty because I didn't control the situation better, because I didn't prepare the circumstance differently or whatever, because I'm feeling guilty, then I get super freaking pissed that I'm feeling guilty because that anger keeps bubbling up. So then I feel shame because I shouldn't be mad that I'm feeling guilty. Obviously, I deserve to feel guilty. If I'm feeling guilty, I must have done something wrong. So then I get mad at myself for feeling guilty and then I feel shame. When if I had just welcomed the anger from the get-go, it would have been so much more simple, you know? The shame will cause me to shut down and take no action steps. I'll think, well, this all happened because it's my fault. And because it's my fault, I shouldn't do anything. I should just do it better next time. Whereas if I just felt angry from the get-go, it would have cleared my head and I would have been able to come to a, a spot of going, okay, what do I want to do next? So the suppression of anger, for me, this is a very detrimental pattern, as you can see. It is definitely affecting my behavior. And when I get better at embracing the anger, as soon as it arises and not shoving it down, not trying to jump up to a place of compassion, I avoid having the complicated layers of emotion that lead to those cycles of behavior that are not 100% authentic. They're not 100% in alignment. And in the case of compassion, it's not that those behaviors wouldn't be in alignment or 100% authentic. But if you jump to something before you're ready, that's what I'm talking about. It's like if, I, if I'm trying to be very loving and compassionate towards someone, but I still have that anger in my heart, then it's not 100%. And it would be better for me to release the anger and then fully move up into compassion where I could bring my entire energetic field, where I would have no resistance to being compassionate. Okay, this has been a lot of talking. So let me remind you, we talked about the two purposes of emotion, that they set the frequency of our energetic field, which helps us manifest, and they give us information. And then the first 
thing I wanted you to know was we create emotional patterns based on our belief system. So I had a belief that it's not safe for me to feel anger. It's not safe for other people for me to be angry. The second thing I wanted you to know is that not feeling our feelings causes clutter in our energetic field and distortion in our behavior. Okay, so that was me and the and the guilt and the anger and the shame and the ugh. Okay, here's the third thing I want you to know about emotions. They will not kill you. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of crazy because obviously they won't kill you. They're just vibrations in our body. But I think at a subconscious level, we really think we might die. And this is because we do feel physical pain when we experience emotion. Our body is feeling something when we are having an emotion. And so there is a part of us that wonders, how is my body going to get out of this? This is such an intense emotion and it's so strong and so visceral. Like, how am I going to get out of this? Especially for those emotions that we rarely feel or that we don't usually feel to such an intensity or so deeply, we can become afraid of them. Grief and shame are pretty big ones for lots of us. And there have been a few times in my life where I experienced a combination of grief and helplessness. And I genuinely thought I might not survive just the emotional experience itself. And I'm going to, I will never forget this. I'm going to give an example. This was many, many, many years ago. I was in college. There was a person whom I loved very, very much who had tried to commit suicide and they were in another city. And I was just waiting to find out what happened. I was out of town. I was on vacation with my family. A friend of a friend called and said, this is what happened. Our friend's going to the hospital. Um, I'll let you know. I felt helpless. I wasn't there with my friends to monitor the party or whatever it was they were doing. I wasn't at the the hospital. I was in another city. I was literally helpless. And even if my friend did survive, which thankfully they did, they're alive and well. Um, But at the time I didn't know. And what I did know is even if they did survive, a person trying to end their own life is a very big deal. So I was grieving that my friend was that upset with whatever it was they were upset about. So I had this deep grief for my friend's upset, for my possible loss, and an intense helplessness. And I will never, I just will not forget it. I got off the phone with the friend of the friend that called me. And I went outside to look up at the stars where on the country, I went outside to look up at the stars. And then I doubled over in pain. I mean, I got to the fetal position. I had to catch myself from hitting the head on the concrete. Like I just doubled over in pain. I remember thinking, I might not ever stand up again. I don't even know how I'm going to get off my hands and onto my bottom to sit. I was in so much pain. And I was perfectly healthy. I didn't have a stomach ache. You know, like I was just in physical pain from the intensity of my emotions. And that feeling of helplessness and grief and, you know, probably shock. I thought I just might not survive it. I thought my body might just crumple under the pressure. And now I'm, I feel emotions very intensely and very deeply. Not everybody feels them that intensely. Um, but there are lots of people that at a subconscious level 
part of the reason we don't welcome emotions is because it feels like we might die. Especially if we've never welcomed them before, then we don't trust that they are temporary. That by welcoming them, that is also allowing them to be released. It takes practice to figure that out. But we do survive emotions. Um, Well, Full disclosure, I'm going to say 99% of the time we survive emotions. There are there are lots of examples of people passing soon after a loved one passed, like from a heart attack or from a heart episode of some sort. Um, and I do think that in those, there are cases in which a combination of our emotions and our soul's blueprint, you know, it may cause us to leave the physical plane early. Um, you know, earlier in the podcast season, I, I talked about the shooting at Uvalde and, um, you know, there was that teacher that had died and her husband died two or three days later of a heart attack. And everyone that, that knew him and loved him said he died of a broken heart. So I, 99% of the time, I will say that we do survive our emotions And I will add, it's also really important that we learn to welcome our emotions. I was reading um, an article, it was published in the um, National Institute of Health. And I'm going to just read the quote from you and I'll link the article in the show notes. But the quote is, in our research, we have found that the cardiovascular response, example, increase in heart rate, cardiovascular response associated with suppressing an emotion to be approximately twice as large as the response with simply expressing that emotion. So literally, I'm better off expressing my anger than suppressing it. This is huge. Because my body has told me my whole lifetime, it's not safe to feel angry but it's actually way safer for my body to just express it than to try to push it down. The National Institute of Health says so. (laughs) Okay, so that was number three. What you needed to know is that emotions will not kill you. You know, most of the time. Most of the time they will not kill you. Um, And and I'm sort of joking about that because I don't want to make light of people that pass from grief and and heartache. I'm not I'm not making light of that at all. Um but most of us will not pass from an emotion. And many of us do carry around this subconscious belief that it's not safe for us to feel things, that we won't somehow come back from it. And so that's why point 3 is they will not kill you. They're temporary and the the more you can feel them and allow them, the quicker they will release. It's important to keep breathing when you feel an emotion. If you're feeling so sad and you're crying to the point of not breathing, tell your body to breathe because every time you breathe, you're letting oxygen in and out of your body and it's helping the energy to move. It's helping it from getting stuck and stagnant. Okay, so it will not kill you, but it's important that you embrace it. Okay, and the last point, this is a this is a happier point, but the last point I'm going to make about emotions that you need to know. Number 4, emotions work in both directions. 
So just like emotions are our response to the outer world interacting with our energy field, we can also proactively create positive emotion, which changes our energy field and how it feels when we interact with the outer world. To create positive emotions, we need to repeat our positive thoughts to ourselves. We need to affirm our positive beliefs. As we focus on positive beliefs, our vibrational frequency increases. So we're more likely to respond with curiosity rather than anger when the car cuts us off. If we've gotten up and we practice our affirmations and we practiced our positive beliefs, then our energetic field is in a better place. And when the car cuts us off, instead of going, what's wrong with them? We're going to be way more likely to be like, huh, they're having a bad day. That's weird. We're more likely to start manifesting what it is that we want to manifest. So as our energetic field comes closer to matching up with our desires, it's easier for the desires to come into our field because it's a vibrational match. Our manifestations have to line up with both our thoughts and our emotions for the vibrations to match. And when we practice feeling the way we want to feel, the manifestations can come in easier, much easier. And I could talk about this, but I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of manifestation um, because we're, you know, at 30 minutes. So the point is your emotions are important. And you can practice feeling good by focusing on the thoughts that make you feel good. And you can practice feeling good by trying to create new behavior patterns that will lead you to joy. Even if it's my behavior pattern, the one that I shared, where it's every time I feel curious, I give myself a pat on the back. Look at me for feeling curious rather than feeling anger and judgment. Good job, Amy. Give myself a pat on the back and then I smile. I invite myself to smile to make myself happier and it helps. It just helps. That's a healthy behavior pattern for me. So we create emotions with thoughts, not, here's what I'm trying to say. We can, our emotions are reactive. Yes. And they can bubble up because they've been just waiting to be released. They can bubble up in a way that doesn't make sense to us. Logically, they can bubble up in a very logical way. Okay, the car cut me off and I got angry. But also we can create the emotions on purpose by spending time working on our beliefs, working on how we want to feel. You can get into meditation and just ask spirit, say, please give me the feeling of joy. Show my body what joy feels like. Show my body what peace feels like. So if you don't know how to get there with a mantra or a thought, then just ask for it in meditation. That's a great way to create the vibrational frequency of an emotion in your body. Okay, I have to pause here because my leg has fallen asleep. So hold on. All right, thank you for that pause. Who knew that being 36 and sitting on the floor in your closet to record podcasts would be such an athletic endeavor. (laughs) So um, that's what I have for you today. Emotions serve two purposes and the four other things that I wanted you to know. This was a very intense overview. I hope it was helpful. Next week, I will be recording a podcast with some tips for how to feel your feelings So in my case, if I skip over anger, what can I do to practice feeling angry? 
if I if I suspect that I have suppressed anger, because sometimes I don't even know, right? So if I suspect that I've suppressed anger, what can I physically do to help me welcome the feeling? So I'm going to be answering those questions next week, not just about anger, but about a bunch of emotions. So I hope this has been super helpful. I've really enjoyed all of your comments and processing on the reels that I've been creating on Instagram. It has been a great way to kick off my experience with social media. I had been terrified for a long time of showing up on social media and, um, you know, the universe works in funny ways. I had I was really, really busy and I didn't have time to worry about a great backdrop or having makeup on or anything. And so I just had to show up as I was. And it was really lovely to start that way with very little pressure um, and to see that people still respond to the material. And it just, it takes some pressure off and it reminds me that I'm good enough as I am. I don't have to have makeup on. No one's following me because of the way that I look. Um, so in case that is applicable to any of you guys out there, just start where you're at. You're good enough as you are. And things are not nearly so scary once we get started. You know, once you dive in, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Or it's a lot worse, but then you have a whole lot more information and you go from there. So cheers to the work, friends. Let's get to it. Have a great week. Bye.